Oh, uh, Conrad. Um, and you're Josh, aren't you? I am, hello. Yes, but my questions are for Conrad. Uh, Conrad, uh, what's your experience of the kingdom of God? <laughs> well, peace, silence, rest, that's very profound, I think. Um, and uh, Conrad, what's your favourite breakfast? Uh, have, you, have you a position on the latest outfits for under fives? Uh, Conrad, do you have a lot of followers on social media? Okay, well, let's, uh, let's move on. That's quite helpful. Do you have views on the next, who will be the next Prime Minister? Uh, and do you, uh, are you anxious they'll be too late to do a good job in the current climate? Okay, well, that's, that's pretty chill. Uh, does it concern you that the energy price cap doesn't seem to have any current benefit for consumers? No, okay, well... Um, Let's, let's, let's go on to a bit, few more that you might have a chance with. Um, when you wake up in the morning, do you spend a lot of time thinking about what you're going to wear? Are you worried about where the next meal is going to be coming from? I have to say, you seem to be really laid back about stuff, which, uh, you know, does, just, does anything at all worry you? How cool is that? Josh, I want to thank you very much. And Conrad, thank you very much. Give a round of applause for Conrad. Thank you very Hooray. much. Um, truth is, folks, truth is, folks, that uh, children don't worry, young children don't worry about what's going to happen for them. Uh, their parents do the worrying. And um, here's the reading from the Gospel of Matthew that we've got for today. Now, and I will, we, I, will we, need, I will need the glasses for this, actually. You know, I really will need the glasses for this. I think it's down there. When, we, there. when we were talking about this yes. the other day, we yes. were talking about these questions, which I, I remembered to do the questions. You, you, you remembered to do yeah. the questions. What do you want me to do with these questions? Because I'm not sure what's going on now. No, so. well, I will, okay, fine. So when I get to the end of this reading, okay. I'll, I'll say something and then we'll share the questions. Should we do it that way? No, I'll put them on the table. And then so. you put them on the table. Okay, yeah, that's, that's good. That's I'm glad it's all going to plan. Sounds like a plan. It's going to plan. Let's, <laughs> see, let's see if the reading... Um, has anything to say to us. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. And you count far more to him than birds. Has anyone, by fussing in front of the mirror, ever got taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the lilies. They never pimp or shop. But have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. Now, if God gives such attendance, attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, 
do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax, to be not so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. So steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Stephen's going to hand around some questions which we're going to go to in a moment on, on our uh, tables. Um, but the funny thing is that we, we, do, we do worry. Um, and babies and young children will have none of it. But we panic that the speaker might have overslept. Actually, most of you probably didn't. You just thought that was normal. Um, or what, that he's got nothing to say. Or that the sound system wasn't going to work. Or there was a glitch on the screen. Or the wrong overhead has come up. Those... Those aren't big things. And we do worry about some other things. We worry about whether we find the person we're going to interview. I apologize. <laughs> uh, we worry about other things, like, like those big questions that face us all as a society and as a world. We worry about those. But this is all about making a key decision and making a wrong decision. We need to make a decision to work with God and seek his kingdom. What's God wanting us to do? He's talking about the big decisions, the biggest decision of all. I've got a friend, and she is an expert in character development and script writing. And through the years, she's discovered that the key thing in every story, be it a real story or a, a made-up story, is whether or not uh, someone makes a decision out of fear. And any decision, she says, made out of fear is a wrong decision. She believes that so much, she's put it on her business card. Any decision made out of fear, is a wrong decision. Now, you may immediately think, no, 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 sometimes in fear you have to make a quick decision. That's right. But actually, that's not perhaps how we should make our decisions. Sometimes those things happen. Maybe that we make our minds up before that. I've got some questions in front of you now. You haven't all got all of the questions, uh, but you've got a question. You should have a question at least, right? We're so there. We're getting there. We're almost there. Uh, we just... Uh, Need a question on each table for you to discuss. What worries you? Uh, when have you got enough? And how do you make important decisions in your life? Those, read the questions as a table and have a little discussion, and we'll hear back from you in a moment. Thank you. Here's another question. <laughs> <laughs> this is just as fun. That's a lot of fun. Here's another question. It's a lot of fun. Quite a lot of Here's another one. Here's a third question, just to keep you. Oh, right. I missed you completely, did I? There you go. There's only this. Exactly.
Some of them have gone um, Some of them have got more than one in there. Some of them have got two. They've all got two. Some of them have got three. Okay, yeah. thanks. Um, will oh no, you're not sound. So in a minute, I'm going to go back.
messing up the delivery. Okay, so, so I'm going to go around the tables now. It'd be good to get some feedback. I've got a microphone here. So, The first question, which was a very simple question, what worries you when a service seems disorganized? Well, you can gloss over that maybe, but what sort of thing worries you? Does anybody feel brave enough to share that with us? Put your hand up if you can, if you can share that. Anne. Illness and wondering what I've got and, yeah, thinking the worst sometimes. Illness yes. and thinking the worst. And that, that's particularly bad if you go to Google and look up the symptoms. Yeah. That, that, makes, that makes the whole worry so much worse because everything can be going wrong then, yeah, yeah very quickly. Yeah, thank you, Anne, for sharing that. Yeah. Anybody else feel able to share what sort of worries them, Tom? Incompetence. Incompetence. Yeah. Is that thinking of yourself or other people? My job, yeah. I'm just worried that people are going to think I'm a charlatan and I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, now that's oh we really feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that is, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that, that's actually a worry that, that is about your own, what, what you do, your own performance, rather than worrying about things outside. So that's, that's a concern that you, can, that you can act on and you can respond to. So there are some differences in worry. I think some worries are about how we can handle and we can deal with. But mm. interestingly, Jesus says, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Anybody else? Children and grandchildren. Children and grandchildren. Children and grandchildren. <laughs> In, but that's a serious point, I think, isn't it? Yeah, we're, we're laughing, but it's actually a serious point, probably. Very much so. So what, in, what, in what sense? Um, whether number one son is uh, the grandchild is, is going to use a potty before he goes to school. It's legit. These are the big worries. These are big worries. Potty, potties are This worries. brings stress into life, it's, doesn't it? It does bring stress. Yes, absolutely. He's probably stressed as well, to be honest. Jesus, maybe Jesus he isn't. definitely says don't worry about that. Yeah. Definitely says yeah. don't worry. Yeah. One more from the first question, and then we'll move on to the second. Ah, oh, Tash. Aging parents overseas. Aging parents overseas. Yeah, so that feeling of disempowerment. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a hard one, isn't it? It is, actually. Tash is really good at that, though. Really good at responding to that worry. And that, that's true of quite a lot. You ring regularly to your folks in France, and we organize. You're brilliant at, at organizing a visit for them to come over and, and see us all earlier this year. And I think sometimes the worries, the worries that Tom has about his work or the worry that Tasha has about her parents, we, we, we do actually do respond to those things. And, and, and sometimes worry will make us overcompensate or, or just bring us anxiety about it. We have a plan. We sit down and we think about it carefully. And also, I think um, it's, a, it's a reality that we all face situations where we get to a point where we can't do more. I mean, we legitimately, truly can't do any more. Yes, exactly. 
And at that point, what is the point of worrying? Because yes. it's not going to help. So that's, I mean, but that's the wonderful thing about us being in relationship with Jesus, because we can at that point turn to him. Yeah. And somehow, and it's not trite, but, it, but it's true. It's it, true. We can it, hand it, these things over to him. And it is like the interview with a child or considering the lilies. That they, they both don't have the capacity to do the worrying, and we, we tend to work that up. But when we get to the end of ourselves, that's when we depend on God, and that's when we're able to cast our worries upon him, as it says. So that kind of what, leads on to the second so question. It does indeed, yeah. Which is to do with stuff. Um, Jesus talks about worry regarding food and clothing and the stuff we need in this life. And, and Luke and Tash and some others were on a camp this last week, and food and clothing were real issues for the people for the, many of the people on that camp. And, and perhaps that's an issue for some of us here. Um, but Luke asks us again, when have we got enough? Jesus says that God provides food for the birds and the clothes for the lilies. And we also know that part of following Jesus is to care for others before ourselves. So when do we know we've got enough? And how are we responding to those who we think and we sense really haven't got enough? Is anybody able to comment about what their group was thinking about that question? Tessa, just coming round. Hi, I think, I think we agreed that um, most of us probably have got enough. Um, it's just a case of how, what we do with it. Um, and, and, and we thought it's about whether you're prepared to let it go if somebody asks you for it. And, and just the way our paths cross with people who haven't got enough and how we respond to them and, mm. and just have our eyes, eyes open and, and go looking for them and help where we can. Thank you. That's really true. When, because um, you have a choice, don't you? You can, you can respond to somebody who, maybe somebody selling the big issue. You've got that opportunity to decide whether to respond to them and engage with them as well as buy the big issue or to walk past. This, this week, we're, um, the, the film work I do, we're shooting a film, and we're going to be down at Wild Goose Drop-In Centre for some of the time, which is amazing. And, and people at Redland have um, offered us accommodation for some of our crew, which is amazing, saving us nearly £4,000 just by that gentle offer. But one of the things we discovered at Wild Goose is they have a shortage of clothes for women. They're often, they're often giving out clothes, and they don't have clothes for women. So, you know, one of the ways to worry less about outfits. Just get rid of a few that you... I, I mean, I need to do the same. I've got shirts in my cupboard. I've got ties. Why have I still got ties? I have no idea why I've still got ties. Actually, I don't have any ties. Do you not so have any ties? Have That's very yours. wise. That's very wise. Oh. Yeah, no, it's very wise. Yeah. Does anybody else want to share anything from that second question? Sorry, Graham? Third, third one was, the, um, was moving on to the question about uh, any decision made out of fear is a wrong decision. Now, you may, you may, you may want to question that for a moment, but the, the thing I'm trying to ask with this last one is, how do you make your important decisions? Because we need to think ahead. So that's a, a good way to bring those things to God and choose to make our big decisions in line with him, in step with the kingdom. Uh, did anyone have any comments back on how you make your big decisions in life? Or does, has everyone given up on big decisions? A big decision is overrated. I mean, maybe. <laughs> should I get out of bed? Uh, <laughs> should I go to church this morning? Um, how, does, how does anyone want to volunteer? How, did he just give it that? Well, yeah. Robbie, let me come. Robbie, good man. 
Thank you very much. Oh, ooh, there you go. Um, I heard of a thing called the five CSs. I think it might come up in Alpha as well, but it's, um, it's uh, circumstantial signs, council of saints, um, convicting spirit, commanding scripture, and common sense. And um, those, those five things are kind of like, almost like uh, multiple pathways. And if you see those things collecting on a certain point, then that's likely to be God's, God's way of speaking to you and saying, go for it. And the second one was Council of Saints. Council so of Saints, sorry, that's wisdom, like wisdom advice of, of people, advice of people, you try, advice of Christians in particular. Yeah. Yeah, and the kind of collective sense of what, what, what the community of God are doing and, 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 and perceiving. See, no one yeah. had to worry this morning because Robbie could have done a sermon without even thinking about it. <laughs> and and he would but have had a sermon where all the letters worked. Massive you know. disclaimer, it doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at least you can look back on it and go, well, what else could I have done? You know? Yeah. So there you go. But yeah. I, I find that to be a useful thing for when you've when you're, cool. um, got a big decision ahead of you. And, you know, and someone says, well, listen to God. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Does that just mean think whatever pops into my head? Or is there something slightly more um, solid to it? That's really Thank awesome. you, Robbie. I think we'll move to, should we go to prayer? Because we, uh, I mean, yeah. in, the, in the chaos that I have now created, we're probably going to overrun our normal time. I can't think why that would happen when I'm up here. But Thank but we, you. We, we, yeah, we'll, so I'll leave you with some prayers. Before prayer, we, we have this thing called confession, and that's just an opportunity for us all, each of us individually, to kind of bring anything we want to bring to God, to say sorry about, whatever it might be. Um, but there's... There's a sort of power in doing that together as a family. It's just even though we're not aware, it's a private thing with God, but we are together as a family. So some words will appear which we will, we will say together. Um, before Zeking puts the words up, oh, that's the, is there, are there some confession words, Zeking, before that? Because we're coming to prayer in a moment. No words. Okay, well, if you go back to the slide that there's confession... It's fine, we don't need the words. Let's just um, be silent just for a few minutes, or a few seconds, and uh, just ask God to show you what it is that you need to maybe set right in your own heart with him. It might be to do with worrying. It could be anything. And now just bring that thing to him and kind of hand it over to him. And so we pray, Jesus, we, we thank you that you you desire nothing more than for us to be completely honest and authentic, our real natural selves with you, and not to try and pretend. And you, you forgive us. You ask us to forgive each other, and you forgive us. Forgive us now, Lord, whatever it may be that we have brought to you in that quiet time of confession. And we pray this with confidence that you do forgive and that you can wipe that slate 